Week 12 is here, and the slate is a cornucopia filled with intrigue. The Reeling Cowboys host the Chargers, the Survival Mode Lions host the Vikings, and Washington and the Giants square off in an NFC East battle of mediocrity. And that's just Thursday. We hope everybody has a Thanksgiving, so let's fill up a plate, stuff our faces, and run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hello. And Tom. Hey, everybody. We are arriving to your Thanksgiving party a day early because we wanted to get the episode out there so you could listen to it before you spent the day, the holiday with your family, stuffing your faces, watching football, taking a nap. What a holiday. <laughs> I do all three of those. Having the same, time. Having the same, same conversation time. with like eight different relatives. Yeah. And so so how, well, how's work? <laughs> and then going shopping. All right, just let me eat the turkey. Do you guys do Black Friday? <laughs> I will be this year. I'm in the market for a laptop. Hit me up at Hillier FF. <laughs> Any good deals. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Sony Vio. It was my favorite laptop. I've, I've gone through quite a few. Um, the HP that I use is actually very good, too. I'm going. Today's uh, episode of Ruts is brought to you by <laughs> HP. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving football, and you're gonna see. Um, kind of. You know what? Let's start with plum picks. I can feel it down in my plums. Because every single one of my plum picks is a guy who's playing on Thanksgiving. Um, if I'm in a league where I kind of know my place, like whether I'm in the playoffs or I'm out of it completely. If I have a question about my lineup, I am starting the guy who plays on Thanksgiving. And sometimes it's doomed me. Like uh, last year I started Eric Ebron and he didn't have a catch. Sometimes you start the Patriots defense and a little play called the butt fumble happens. (laughs) Such is is fantasy at any time. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it's it's horrible. But you roll with punches. And I agree with you. Why not throw a couple guys out there on Thanksgiving? See if you can get that guy that wins like that big ass turkey leg that fox gives out you know if you have that guy he has a big day you get to see him chat on a turkey leg what a, what a day absolutely be. um yeah no better way to celebrate a holiday with your family than watch than letting them watch you freak out than you over, looking at your phone yeah. checking fantasy football constantly and not talking to anyone and no one really understanding why you care that much so my plum pick quarterback is case keenum uh he was a he i actually rolled him out as my Tyrod Taylor replacement against the Rams last week, and he paid off for me. I'm rolling him out against the Lions. Yes, they have a very opportunistic defense. Yes, they have a very playmaking defense, but Case Keenum has really limited his mistakes in the time that he's been given as a Vikings starting quarterback. And we talked about this about an hour ago when we did the uh, Week 11 recap. The Lions have been playing like survival mode football, and that's not going to work against the, against these Vikings. They look too good right now. I'm all in for some Case Keenum to Adam Thielen tutties on Thanksgiving. His last three performances, 17.5, 24.1, and 17.2. And in this condition, that'll get it done for you. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Absolutely. No doubt. Two teams trending in opposite directions. You know, the Lions, like you said, their defense, especially even their past defense, has declined pretty steadily. And you see Keenum just going up and up. You'll look back at the first matchup they had and see that Keenum really had a 
garbage game. But I think you can kind of watch that one and give Keenum, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt of the way he's been playing recently. I Absolutely. All right, uh, Tom, let's go to your quarterback. Yeah, I'm going with Marcus Mariota. I'm Whoa. a noted, not big-time Marcus Mariota supporter. But when the matchup is right, the matchup is right. They already played once this year, but Mariota was not fully healthy. So if you go back and look at that, you kind of got to watch that one as well. Yep. Um, I think Mariota in this matchup you can ignore looking backwards. Like I know it's tough to be like, oh, he just threw four picks last week, Tom. Are you serious? Yeah. But that doesn't carry over necessarily, not even no. at all. No. So, you know, he starts out from zero points again. You That's know, right. and I think he's gonna go right on up because his rushing floor is higher now than it has been at any point in this season. He's kind of getting unleashed now that he's put that hamstring injury behind him. A rushing touchdown against Pittsburgh as well that kind of really made his day pretty respectable Salvageable. despite the four yeah. interceptions. He'll be interesting too because his uh, his price on Daily Fantasy is probably going to go down based off his performance this week. Could be a guy that you can, you can uh, take advantage of. Uh, speaking of guys we're taking advantage of, specifically with the matchup he's got, Scott, who's your plum pick quarterback? My plum pick quarterback and tight end in a package deal for you in a stack. stack we're going back to the well against the browns give me the red rocket and give me tyler croft this week croft ripped them for two touchdowns the first time they played croft's been making big plays getting touchdowns all year and annie dalton lit this team on fire for four touchdowns the last time they played earlier this season Fire them back up again. I think both of them are very much startable and will both return series value. Yeah. He had 28 fantasy points in that matchup. Woo. And Croft, if you're looking at PPR style stuff, he was up near the 20s as well. Yes. I think he went like six for like 80 and two touchdowns. Two touches. Like that. Yeah. And the Browns are very staunch against the run. And Cincinnati has not been able to run the ball all year. Yep. They could abandon the run game by the second quarter of this game and just turn it into a complete aerial attack. Yeah, so I like I Andy so Dalton too. and Tyler Croft this week. Um, Croft's on a roll because he scored against Denver as well. So yeah. he, they, you know, they know how to ex- use Croft to exploit teams that can't cover tight ends. And what do we know about the Browns? Can't cover tight ends. Just have a pulse, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. Um, let's move to running backs. Tom, we'll go with a guy who's on Thanksgiving. So you kind of took a little bit of my uh, my advice and took a guy on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Latavius Murray. I think he's going to have a huge game. You look back at the last couple uh, games that the Detroit Lions have had. They let Isaiah Crowell come back into the conversation, run it on them, and they let Jordan Howard do a number to him. And And, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, and Tariq Cohen. So when you take this small sample size, albeit, but recent, it's going to be the same thing for Latavius Murray with a team that is very good. Can I interest you? In the running back on a team that's eight and two. Yes, you can. That will be in at the end of the game when they're winning. Absolutely. So I mean, what else can I tell you? Yeah. This guy's been scoring touchdowns. He's worth it in every format. And for this one, it doesn't even matter that he's playing on Thanksgiving. Latavius Murray reminding me of a Beatles song. I'd play him eight days a week <laughs> going forward. I he mean, does I love him. He does look really good. There was a league that I was able to pick him up and start him in this week, which was obviously awesome. But I'm really looking forward to being able to do that for the rest of the year. His, his matchups actually are, are looking pretty favorable. At, you know, it was interesting at the beginning of the year, you were looking at the Vikings matchups like, ah, oh, this looks like it could be a little tough. But you look at the state of their team right now compared to the rest of the league, and it's like... A, you know they can beat tough matchups. Absolutely, I'm going with Rod Smith. I think that uh, I think this is the week he scores his first career NFL touchdown, and and he's playing on Thanksgiving, so that's pretty much my rationale. It's okay. strictly plum pick here. Um, that's what I'm going with. 
I mean, Alfred Morris did look pretty good, but he didn't blow the doors wide off. Yep. Eagles' run defense is pretty good, so it'll be interesting to see what we can do with the Chargers. A lot of the time we do talk about defenses with those good um, defensive ends and defensive linemen. We we like the running back that gets the dink and dunk, and Alfred Morris certainly does not get any yeah. involvement in the passing game, so I can see it happening, Don. I don't think it's the most likely thing in the world, but no. I think it could be a nice little Thanksgiving treat. And I Absolutely. think the Cowboys are, are definitely – in the market for uh, maybe an offensive scheme shakeup where maybe this whole Alfred Morris playing the Zeke role isn't exactly working out. Maybe they do a couple different things and that leads to Rod Smith getting some more opportunity. All right, Scott, your plum pick running back is my plum pick running back is DeMarco Murray. One of the most hot or cold players in the league. I think it is a hot week for him this week just because it is a great matchup. Uh, him and Derrick Henry both ran well against the Colts the first time they played them, showing they both scored. Yeah, exactly. Both of them scored. So showing the Titans that it can be done against them, and that's a good formula for them to get another win that they desperately need against the Colts. Uh, Murray still has great pass catching ability, uh, you know, red zone capability, you know, as, as good as anybody, you really. Did, yeah. So, you know, you know, it's just, I think it's, he's hot or cold, and it's a hot week for him. Definitely. Speaking of hot or cold. Tom, who's your plum pick wide receiver? I better go next because that was the perfect transition. (laughs) Um, T.Y. Hilton takes the show again. He's back. Uh, Once again, you (laughs) look at... Big Ben on here somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure he is, actually. Oh, wow. You look at at his matchup the last time these two teams played, and it wasn't all that great, but I'll tell you what. T.Y. Hilton is a receiver in this kind of matchup that needs just one or two catches, and the uh, the whole script flips. The whole view of your... Fantasy lineup changes when T.Y. Hilton connects, and I think this is a game where he could, and I think it's a game where he should. Realistically, he probably should have the last time they played, so I think he'll get right and do that this time. Tennessee doesn't scare me as a secondary. Well, they just let up three TDs to Antonio Brown. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, me either. Especially following that performance and in a matchup where I expect as many points to be scored as I do in this one. Me too. Uh, I also really like what I've seen from Brissett recently. I think he is another guy that uh, is on the the streaming radar for this week. Um, And I just think he's gotten a lot better. So if he has a good matchup and, you know, that coincides with T.Y. Hilton having a good matchup, I think it's a good week for not only T.Y. but him as well. He turned in a great fantasy performance in that week, I believe. Yeah. All right, uh, Scotty, let's go to you for plum pick wide receiver. My plum pick wide out is uh, a guy that's really grown on me over the last week is Devin Funches. Um, not only for the way that he played against Miami, but the whole thing with him getting the football and giving it to um, the mother of the son that it was his uh, service his member uh, decal on his helmet. He, he sought her out and make sure he got the ball. So he, he's just kind of grown on me as a person and, and kind of showing that commitment level uh, to being great. And uh, I just think that this is an ad. I put him on here because I don't want everyone to get all too excited about Greg Olson. Yes, he's coming back, and yes, he will still be good. But Devin Funches is the guy in this pass game, and he's playing a Jets team that's very burnable, yeah, very exploitable. And I think Funches goes out there and builds on that confidence that he's had throughout the rest of the year. I like it, and Cam loves him. Yeah, you know he's he, and he's proven that he can get open better than Benjamin, and that was the problem that Benjamin had in Carolina. He was relying too much on his ability to make contested grabs and be whereas, huge. Yes, whereas Funches. Just yes. focused on his route running, and because of that, Cam's rewarding him. He gets, you know, Took, he gets a great screen pass touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And you never, see, an awesome you never saw too. Kelvin Benjamin taking, you know, thirty-five yard screens to to the yeah. house for Funches. It's just a different fold of the offense. That's you know, it's entirely different yeah. from Greg Olson, and that's really all I'm trying to say. Right. I'm going with Marvin Jones because, as we know, the guy that Xavier Rhodes likes to shadow in the in 
the Detroit pass game is Golden Tate. He may switch out. He may switch around. But Marvin Jones plays on Thanksgiving. So there he is. <laughs> That's literally all I had. Yeah, and I mean, obviously he's been pretty good in the red zone. So if you've got that upside in your lineup, you feel good about it. Um, he's been doing better than Golden Tate over the last couple weeks. But it's been a trade-off a lot right. of the time, yeah. right? Like versus it's the Browns, he didn't really do anything. But versus um, the Bears, he was more adept to scoring yeah. in that matchup because they're so good in the slot. Right. right. It's all, it comes down to roads, you know. You gotta watch. You gotta watch out for roads in this matchup and and see if there's any inkling of where he's gonna go. Like you said, you know, Tate's Tate's their biggest playmaker, so it kind of makes sense for him to go there. And if he does, you know, that's an exploitable. That second receiver against the Vikings has done well. So I believe Marvin Jones actually scored against them when they played earlier this year, too. So, um, you know, it's easily possible he gets in there again for you, Don. I like it. All right, let's go to tight end. Just as a reminder, Scott has Tyler Croft going against yeah, Cleveland. Make sure you get him in your DFS lineups. He's going to be cheap, and he's going to score. Yep. Uh, Tom, we'll go with you. I'm afraid he won't be as cheap anymore, by the way. He keeps scoring too much, Tyler Croft. Racking up touchdowns in a year where tight ends don't score. My guy is expensive in DFS, and I would probably avoid him in DFS. That being said, I would definitely start him in my regular season leagues. You know, this is Jimmy Graham, right? It's a matchup that doesn't scare you when you look at it, you know, just plainly versus San Francisco. San Francisco's actually been pretty good against the tight end, but what I want to say is to, to not let that discourage you because... Jimmy Graham is, as I always say, a celebrity tight end, right? He goes out there like a wide receiver, and San Francisco is not so great against wide receivers. I don't think Jimmy Graham fits the category of the stats that you'd be looking at. So I would say you have no fear in Jimmy Graham versus the 49ers. Divisional game, Seahawks not going to let it get away from them at all. Yeah, no. And the guys who are like, you know, tight ends but do a little bit more have actually done well against the the 49ers like like Evan Ingram, uh Zach Ertz had a big week against them too. So these kind of more hybrid tight ends uh tend to do better against them. So I agree with you. This is a game where Jimmy Graham could could get a hat trick and touchdowns cuz the Niners are just that bad. Definitely. I'm going with Jason Witten. Um like we said, we may start to see a little more dink and dunk action from the Cowboys because you know, maybe they need to let go of just put Alfred Morris in the same positions we put Zeke in and it'll all be fine. You know, that's not really working. So maybe they do need to rely a little bit more on Dak Prescott's arm. And maybe because of that, Witten gets a few more opportunities. And, you know, Witten's that kind of guy. He just kind of always ends up finding his way in the end zone on Thanksgiving. I was going to say, how many Thanksgiving games has he played? Yeah. You know, so like if anyone's played on Thanksgiving, he's got to be the Thanksgiving game games played leader going into this Definitely. week. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that experience alone, Don, is worth the plum pick, and Absolutely. I applaud it. Yeah, I probably right. just for having that as a selection with the Thanksgiving Day theme, he had to be the tight end. <laughs> yes, there is no one else. I agree. There's opportunity in the offense that that clearly needs to change, and uh, it could easily be win. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's worth noting. I mean, Engram is playing against. You know, Washington. Washington, who's just let the Saints tight ends run all over the field. Vernon Davis gets the Giants. I could have gone with those guys, but you're going to start those guys anyway. That's you know, what Witten's we were thinking falling as well. off. Yeah. And so let's go with Witten. Yeah. I think, I think it's time for him to come back and get in the end zone. Uh, from that, unfortunately, we're going to go to a more negative intonation with guys that we're going to talk about in our shut it down category. And we will start with quarterbacks. Um, some interesting names here, and we'll start with Tom. Yeah, um, this would be a surprising one if I looked at it before the season started, right? 
Yeah. I would think, yeah. all right, Goff versus New Orleans. So what's been happening? Goff has been getting some traction, and I'd probably be right there. And I'd be thinking, all right, he's going up against New Orleans, so I'm just letting him ride. Yeah. Um, that's so not the case anymore. I mean, Goff is doing well, and he had a tough week last week. And coming off that one, I don't feel too much confidence with, with rolling him out against New Orleans Saints defense right now, yeah. especially with the way they've been playing and the, the games they've been winning. So for me, if you own Goff, I think you probably own someone else anyway, and I think that other option is probably better suited for you picking up the W this week. One yeah, thing definitely. I like about this is uh, the Saints' defense got stronger as the game went on against the Redskins, but they lost Marshawn Lattimore and Kenny Vaccaro in that game and still got stronger. These two guys both look like they just kind of got dinged up, and they'll probably be back next week, which spells great for them. But it shows that even through this type of adversity against a pretty good offense that, that the Saints can kind of bear down and get stops. And I, I agree with you. I think that that, that bodes well, bad for Elite, badly for golf. Excuse me. Yeah. Scott, let's roll with you. I'm shutting down McCown. And you, obviously, you guys know that I love McCown. But, you know, he's going up against the, the number one defense in the league in Carolina. You know, yards, yards allowed. This defense gets a ton of pressure. And, you know... I like guys coming off the bye, too, and McCown comes off the bye, but so does Carolina. So right. It's kind of a wash. It's it's a home game for the Jets, but Carolina doesn't have to travel too far, obviously, so that's not too big of a deterrent either. I just kind of expect their defense to to blitz the crap out of McCown, and, and he just doesn't have that effective day that he's been having. Luke Keekley likely to be able to take away some productivity from Austin Severian Jenkins him on there. because you know I mean he's awesome I'll yeah, stop talking about him when he stops stopping people yep. the guy's getting interceptions left and right and he's going to be covering a formidable tight end in this yeah. matchup so he's going to be used to blitz to cover to do everything and he could be a nightmare for Josh McCown yep absolutely I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick here um pretty good game coming up against or coming off he's coming off of a pretty good game against the Dolphins the Bucks get the Falcons this week, and we are recording this before the Monday night game of Week 11 is played, but I'm going to call my shot here and say that the Falcons' pass rush still looked pretty good in a loss to the Seahawks, <laughs> and you know the Bucks are just having a tough time protecting the quarterback. Jameis Winston hurt. That's why Fitzpatrick's even in the game in the first place, so I think Fitzpatrick's going to have a tough game against Atlanta in a division game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think the Falcons' defense, you know, is trending in the right direction. And like you said, ho- hopefully they have a good game tonight. But even <laughs> if they don't, you know, the the Bucks' offense has given them nothing on the ground. So yeah. the only reason Fitzpatrick really had a good game is because Cutler threw so many picks. It's not like he did anything in the second half. We right. could have easily included Doug Martin in our next category. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, let's go to running backs. Tom, you're shutting down a whole damn squad. Yeah, the Eagles' backs. There's just too many of them. There was way too many. Yeah. Of them. That's all it is. It's too I mean, much. they're all pretty good. I mean, I have no complaints about their productivity. I wish they were all on separate teams, but they're <laughs> yeah. not. They're all on the same damn team. How can you reliably think that one of them will score? It's. I always talk about a roulette wheel. This is a true roulette wheel. Oh yeah. They, this is worse odds than going and betting on red or black. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually because so, Kenyon Barner <laughs> scored this week. <laughs> yeah. So there's four of them that can score at any time, and I'm not willing to. Uh, yeah. to let that ride. Yeah, the two running back touchdowns on Sunday night last week came from Corey Clement and, as Scott said, from Kenyon Barner. Just, just a, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a total it's, mess. Doug Peterson does not care about fantasy, man. Scotty Especially for running back. Scotty, let's go to you. I am giving the old shutdown to Alex Collins, and uh, he's had a couple encouraging weeks in a row, but uh, 
the Texans are just really good against the run. Very and good. And even though their team stinks, they're still going to try and make you beat them through the air. And that's clear because basically everyone who's played them and beat them has done that. Right. So they're going to try and stop that ground game. You know, there's there's nothing really too sexy about Alex Collins except for the fact that he runs hard. And I don't know. I don't see him wearing down this offensive front. I see the Ravens going to a pass game so you can leave Alex Collins on your back. Yeah, like Definitely. a game script problem. Yes. More Woodhead than... Love Woodhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know... I'm getting a little bit of deja vu because we talked about how you can really only play Adrian Peterson against a plus matchup. Well, there aren't many matchups worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's who Adrian Peterson plays, so he's my shut he's my shutdown running back for this week. Yeah, I like that a lot. Even in this last week, you see uh, Duke Johnson Jr. have some success versus... I just knocked over a box. You see Duke Johnson Jr. have some success versus uh, the Jaguars defense, but that's because he does so much work in the passing game, which is not where Adrian Peterson excels. Right, yeah, um, he caught that as a slot uh, streak, I think. Exactly, right? so like even if that moves the needle for the running back position, it shouldn't move your personal needle at all for Adrian Peterson. This is a tough one for him. Very yeah, tough. very tough, especially with Garrett at quarterback. The Jags yeah. are going to be begging him to throw the ball. Speaking of which, Gabbard, Scott, former Jag, right? Sorry, his original former team. Jaguar. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that revenge that's game. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking no, of, don't start it. No, no, no. Speaking of Blaine Gabbert, Tom, who's your shutdown receiver this week? My shutdown receiver is one of my favorites. It's Larry Fitzgerald. I love him. <sighs> yeah, he burned me by sitting. I sat him this week um, in favor of Tevin Coleman, but. I sat him the week before and he burned me there. I'm going to be sitting him another week. I know this is like three strikes and you're out. I could look like a big, big dummy. But this is a tough matchup. What more is there to say than Larry Fitzgerald in this matchup is going to get the clamps? We should note that he moved into the top five all time. For receiving yards in the NFL, and last I'm still week. shutting him down for <laughs> the could, Jaguars. I feel like he has an equal chance of being shut down as he does moving to the number two spot, which he's only like <laughs> 200 yards away from. Yeah, he's very scary to uh, to try and shut down, and he's gonna have, but he'll have his hands full this week. Jalen Ramsey is, you know, like a, he's a real deal. Larry, Larry is. It's so, not that I'm not confident in Larry Fitzgerald. It's right. that I'm confident in the Jaguars defense in their corners, and I'm not confident in Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, and Ramsey, like I was gonna say, there's not a lot of corners that physically match up to Larry Fitzgerald. Like he's an physically imposing guy to most corners, but he won't be to Ramsey. So that's gonna be really interesting to watch. Definitely, uh, Scott. Who's your speaking of physically imposing receivers versus physically imposing corners? Who's your shutdown wide receiver? Yeah, I'm interested to see on Thanksgiving Des Bryant against Casey Hayward, and I think the winner is going to be Casey Hayward. But for a lot of the other ancillary parts, you know, like how the Jag, how you're not big on uh, Fitzgerald because of the Jags defense as a whole, and blame Garrett. Um, you know, the the Cowboys offensive line is is not as strong as it once was, and when you go up against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, ask Nathan Peterman, you can really struggle if they don't stay they don't stand strong up front. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be able to hang on, and I can I see Dak kind of running for his life a lot in this Again. game. Yeah, and we are painting the dink and dunk picture, huh? Yeah, sure yeah, are. and that you know, so that dink and dunk picture doesn't work well for Mister Fifty Fifty Ball Des Bryant, who needs time to get down the field and run most of his routes. I think Casey Hayward does a good job on him, and anytime Dak's looking his way, he doesn't have enough time. Right, still not over a hundred yards yet this year. Yeah, jeez. Um, Amari Cooper is my shutdown wide receiver. They play the, the they play the Broncos. The way to beat the Broncos is through the, your uh, checkdowns to running backs and your tight ends. Granted, Andy Dalton did get a touchdown to AJ Green last night. 
Um, but, you know, it, it's just tough to trust Amari Cooper, particularly in DFS. I don't know who's putting him in their DFS lineup now, but you definitely can't do it this week. And, you know, we'll see for season long. If you have a better option, you should definitely roll with it because, you know, Amari Cooper is just not getting it done. Independent of all of that, he's been hard to trust. Like, it's been terrible. Just yeah. to just to hang your hat on that, you have a pretty good odds of just saying, yeah, I don't like Amari Cooper this week arbitrarily, and yeah. it might hit. Yeah, so the fact that there's good uh, cornerbacks involved only strengthens the argument. Yeah, He's never really been that great against Denver anyway. True, very true. Um, let's go with tight ends then. Tom, you've got uh, Cameron Braid against Atlanta. Yeah, it's going to break my heart to – it's going to break, break my heart, heart yep. <laughs> not to play him this week, but I'm going to be avoiding him. He hasn't gone over – one he catch. hasn't met two points in three weeks. Oh. Ouch. Oh, that's gross. That's really bad, guys. Really, really bad. It's really bad. And until Jameis Winston comes back, I'm not sure he's all that usable. Um, once Jameis Winston comes back, I do think he is very usable again. So yeah. I'm not dropping him. But I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking to those teams to play the Denver Broncos. I'm looking yeah. to those teams to play the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Don painted a, a, a good picture. Uh Brait losing Jameis, we didn't see that. I think this was in the last episode. Uh, Brait losing Jameis, we didn't see that as as big of a problem. But Jameis really does force a lot of balls Brait's way. And now that you see Fitzpatrick in, he's not getting that locked-in attention from him that he got from Winston. Right. Uh, Scott, who's yours then? I'm going to shut down Charles Clay. And... You know, I think this is the third week in a row one of us has shut him down. But, you know, it's been a bad stretch of matchups. And we keep saying it. Like, we like Charles And we Clay. keep saying to Adam as well. Yeah, yes, we, we keep do. saying to Adam and, uh, like, just Adam and stash him because it gets a lot better after this week. But Kansas City shut down Evan Ingram this week, which is, a you know, a focal point of the Giants offense. That's a big deal now. That's a big deal. Exactly. And to me, that's a, you know, that's a... a uh, Big factor in the in the game, you know. I think that if you can shut down Evan Ingram, then your tight end, your whatever you use to stop the tight ends, can shut down any tight end. Right. And and that means to me that Charles Clay is going to have another week where you're left hoping for more, where you're left hoping for that old Charles Clay back in weeks one, two, three, four, and five. But sure. it's not going to be this week. But it's coming. Yes, definitely coming. I'm going with Zach Ertz. I just I didn't like the way he performed on Sunday night. You know, he was a very beatable matchup with Dallas without Sean Lee. And, you know, the Eagles proved that they can just they'll scheme you and they don't care who gets it. They don't care. They're not gonna force feed anybody. I mean, Ertz is really just gonna get just gonna get what he can get. And, you know, I'm kind of worried about him. He's not exactly worth an automatic DFS investment, even if you think the matchup's plus, because you just never know, especially with the way the ground game looked against Dallas last week. You know, He's tough to trust right now. Yeah, I guess the only automatic clear go in daily fantasy is Gronk. Yeah. You know, Ertz deserves the praise that he's getting this year, and he just wasn't involved almost through no fault of his own. But I guess what you're saying really is that as well, yeah. right? Like it's it's like that could still happen next week. Yeah, and the uh, the Bears defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you see is. what they've done to certain players. See what they've done to certain and, quarterbacks. And yards allowed in the slot, Bears are like top, which is obviously where Ertz the middle of the field is where he hangs um, out. Right. And you know, prior to this week, we didn't think Ertz could be game scripted out of a game with the Eagles. We thought that the Eagles That's wanted right. to use him as a focal point. And now we learned that he could. And keep in mind, he was coming off of a hamstring injury that he's still only two weeks away from. So maybe greener pastures are coming from Ertz, but I'm going to need to see it on the field before I make my DFS investment yeah. in him again. The Eagles are deep, man. They are. They really, really are. 
Um, let's run to the, let's go through the slate now. Uh, starting on starting at noon thirty, Vikings at Detroit. Um, this is an early game. You know, it starts at one at eleven a.m. Detroit time. Right. So this may be a tough game. It, this I feel like the Lions game always starts slow, but has a really exciting finish. And I think about the way that the Vikings beat the Rams last week. They started slow. Then in the second half, they kind of started to put it together. They hit the big play to Thielen, and then it was over. I think I kind of see the same thing happening here. I'm not afraid to start anybody in this game. You know, Golden Tate. You've had better weeks, but I still think he can bail you out in PPR formats. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see the game going that way a lot. I mean, I, the Lions are a come-from-behind team always, yep, so it's Stafford not that lives, surprising. Yeah. And the Vikings are just a really good team right now, so to see them score early and often, I would not be surprised. Right. Yeah, I kind of expect that too. The Vikings kind of get out to a bigger lead, and, and it gets that Latavius Murray action for Tom late in the game where, where he kind of tries to salt the game away as Stafford tries to lead that triumphant comeback for yeah. the turkey leg. Absolutely. Um Cowboys Chargers. This is a this is just a tough tough week for the Cowboys. Interesting game. It's a great one for of, Keenan Allen oh, coming off great. a huge game that he Ooh. had. He slots right into that kind of receiver build and dynamic that has been really really hurting them. So I think if he can keep riding that high and keep that connection strong with Phil, that this is a good game once again. Yeah. Cowboys coming off a short week where Dak was running for his life playing against a team that had their opposing quarterbacks running for their lives all week last week. This is the second straight short week for Dallas, too. They played Monday night, then Sunday night, and now they play Thursday. This is going to be a really tough game for them to get up and play for. Hopefully, we get some America's team prestige, and this game is close, but I think the Chargers may end up running away with this one. That would, interesting. Be, that would be interesting to see, but uh, the, the Chargers are kind of trending in the right direction, and uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm hoping it, it's... I'm hoping for it to be the highest scoring game of the Thanksgiving Day yeah. uh, set because there's there's a lot of good fantasy guys all over it. Chargers got an extra quarter of rest for their starters, too, in, <laughs> yeah, the, in the last yeah. game. So something to note, I suppose. Smart of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Doubly as smart. I didn't consider that this in the blowout in the short week. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Lynn, revenge game. Uh Washington and the Giants. This is uh, this is this is like a who cares game at this point. Like, this is a cool one for the Giants. I think there's there's some there's some secret there's some, gems in here that I yeah. think can really do well. I think Evan Ingram has a good matchup. The yeah. Washington Redskins have not been amazing versus uh, the tight end, and I think Orleans Darkwa has a good matchup. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, I'll bang the drum again. I'd say go out and start him. He's having really good games. Yep. Um, they're not like you know banner games, but sure he's. Good enough to go out there and start. He's doing better than some people who were drafted way, 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 way too high and are still being played on their namesake. Yep. He's an opposite namesake guy, but I don't care because he gets you the fantasy points. That's I right. like it a lot. That's all that matters, and he's been killing it. Uh, I really like, on the other side, I really like Pirine. I think he's going to have a great week, and I think Kirk can shred. There's a possibility that, that he really has a big, big game. Right. Oh, yeah, I think Kirk could very well be the number one quarterback on Thursday, if not the week. Yeah, he, he tends to get it done on uh, on those night primetime games. Too. What do we know to about get Kirk? <laughs> he gets it he done. He gets it done. <laughs> uh, second straight week that the Giants are playing a team with a uh, mascot based on a Native American term. Hashtag oh, stats. Um, let's go to uh, Browns-Bengals. I mean, we, we've, we talk about this. We were talking about this like three weeks ago. The Bengals get the Browns week 12. Yeah. They're going to blow them out. Well, here it is. So start every Bengal you got, right? Yeah, even if it's Joe Mixon, I guess. He's been crappy, yeah. but you can play him. I mean, he's yeah. he's been pretty um, passable 
in the red zone, which yeah. has been bailing him out. And if you think the Bengals are going to score and you think they're going to be ahead, that bodes well for him getting carries, especially with Jeremy Hill headed to the IR. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. And then for the Browns, just Duke Johnson, yep, right? That's keep, it. Keep hoping on Duke. Well, what about uh, Corey Coleman? Corey Coleman. Any yeah. shot this week? Um, the Cincinnati Bengals secondary is pretty good. No laughing matter, but yeah. I think just based on volume, I, he could do well. So I'll tell I, you what. If, if you, I had to start Corey Coleman, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too upset. And right. if you get like a lackluster Thanksgiving game from Des, like we think there's going to be, or you get a tough Golden Tate week, and you want to go for that home run play, throw Corey Coleman in there. Yeah, you know sure. he could have a breakout. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 80 yards against the Jags is nothing to nothing to scoff at for First sure. First NFL game, I believe he had two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Um, Panthers Jets, two teams coming off a of bye like Scott so intelligently highlighted. Um, Happy Cam is is dangerous, so if Happy Cam comes back, uh, the Jets are in trouble. In this Depends one. what kind of Thanksgiving he has. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, he got his dog back as he <laughs> as he was screaming about in the last uh, <laughs> post game. So I think he'll be extra happy. And you know, I think Carolina is starting to roll. They're starting to figure out how McCaffrey is going to work in this offense with Stewart. Now their pass game gets this huge component back in. You know, you guys know I love the Jets, but it's going to be a tough one for them yeah. this week. I, I think don't particularly like any of them in this matchup, um, except for – well, I don't like any of them, including Josh McCown, independent of the fact that I actually like Robbie Anderson because the Carolina Panthers have been susceptible to the deep ball, and Robbie Anderson has been so successful with it himself. Yep. I like it. All right, let's move on to Titans Colts. This could be a fireworks type game. You know, I think I mean, so. I think this the, could have a lot of points with the way the Titans led up. You know, fantasy production to a- Antonio Brown. If I have, if I'm a T.Y. Hilton owner, obviously I've been disappointed by the up and down season. But you know, it's an up week for T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think Jack Doyle could definitely play a factor here. Um, both running backs, like we mentioned, for Tennessee scored touchdowns against the Colts. Um, we love Rashard Matthews as a whole on this podcast. Corey Davis target shares. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's this. this I really like Brissett this week too. I, yeah. I didn't hear you bring him up, but I, I'm like I'm excited for him. Just like you said, for the for the possibility of this game getting yeah. high scoring. This is a plus fantasy matchup for basically every key factor. I would say. Yeah, even um, Eric Decker, if you're feeling. Feeling froggy. Extra decory today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bucks Falcons. Interesting game. Falcons are going to need it because they need to keep win- winning even more so than the Panthers need to keep winning to keep track because Atlanta's chasing Carolina and New Orleans in the division, and they have to chase a couple of new- of other teams in the wild card. So this is an important game for Atlanta. Hopefully, it's one they understand that they can't afford to lose. And they take advantage of a Bucks team that's just reeling. Yeah, checking in on our soft targets of defenses. The Patriots are kind of hardening up, like we said, but the Bucks have done nothing of the like. Yeah, they they're still staying. Soft. Are they're still worse. extremely soft. I would load out any and all Falcons you've got, and I'd be happy to do it. I'd even stream Matt Ryan this week if people have already given up on him. Yeah, uh, maybe even as a cheap daily investment if his price gets low enough. I like it. I mean, I, Tevin Coleman, of course, a good play. Uh, we'll see if Devonta Freeman gets back in the mix of things, but yeah, but yeah we'll see. Either way, the the Falcons' offense looks awesome in this matchup, and it makes you kind of like the even the playmakers on the Bucks a little bit. Because exactly, because they could get high scoring, and then you never know. Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans could both see double digit targets, and then you're looking at big games for them. Yeah, as well. for sure. Uh, Dolphins Patriots. Oh boy. Oh boy. Forty <laughs> or fifty for the Patriots this week. A lot. They're gonna score a lot, and the. 
the Dolphins, I'm not sure because the Patriots, like we said, are hardening up yeah. on that defensive side of the ball. I think whew, this yeah, is a tough this one. Is tough. This is a tough one to call. It could be incredibly ugly. Uh for Miami, I like their receivers for the blowout potential, of course. Yeah, you're um, only you're basically hoping on garbage time in this one. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't think they're gonna it. stay even close to in it. Yeah. I think like there's gonna be a, a two to three touchdown gap at the half. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's gonna go that way. Miami has just been looking so horrible and the Pats are obviously awesome. So start all your Pats and then like we said, start the receivers on Miami and, and hope for some garbage to come around. Something interesting to watch for, Tom, you jog my memory. The Patriots have scored points in the final two minutes of the second quarter in seven straight games. That's yeah. their thing. Yeah, that's their that's I mean that's what they do best. I think it would be you know that's something to watch for once they're blowing them out. Can they extend the streak? Yeah, and then they get games? the ball back in the beginning yeah, of, of the second right. half. Always. Which isn't fair. Like, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Bears-Eagles. Um, this might be sloppier than people suspect because the Bears defense has been pretty underrated all year. Yeah. And their offense, you know, just kind of has that do enough to keep the defense in it and keep the defense rested. So, you know, maybe some Eagles fans are disappointed by the result, but I just don't think this that this Bears team has enough to beat Philadelphia. I think this is a game where you could see some wacky kind of stuff from the Bears. I know that's not really fantasy relevant, right. but, like, I think you could see, like, a fake punt. Yeah. Uh, weird stuff Pulling like out that. all the stops. Exactly. Yeah. So um, maybe just a deep shot flyer on Tariq Cohen and Daly to, if he's involved in any right. of that stuff. Yeah. But, um. Nothing more than that. Yeah, it stinks, too, because the Eagles have been so damn good against the run that Howard is really going to struggle. So I And don't know. Tariq Cohen is far out of consideration in a regular lineup. I see what, what, what Don means with the defense and how, how they can kind of slop it up. I kind of see it going the other way where the Bears can't really find out how to get Jordan Howard running room. They have to throw. Trubisky gets exposed, and the Ooh. Eagles are up big. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. The Eagles are just I, I'm too I'm too sold on them right now. I'm pretty right. I'm pretty far in on them being a great team. As many people should be. Yeah. I mean it's yeah, not like it, right. It's not like you're really going out on a limb. Like you know, people should really like the Eagles. Like yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um Bills Chiefs, what kind of Bills team we get is kind of gonna dictate this game. Um Tyreek Hill hasn't scored in two weeks, and that kind of seems like he's due for a for a big That's play, the they kind of need that to kind of get their morale up. <laughs> yeah, he can anyway. definitely score. His performance didn't kill you this week, though. You no, know. he was eighty total yards, which yeah. is in standard, you know, very serviceable. Right. You just hope for more. Obviously, yeah, and we'll him. update you on our social media about the quarterback happenings as they come can, out. Can it should have, be Tyrod. It can should we be have Tyrod, but we can't the be sure. Kareem Hunt comeback here, or is it not this week? No, Marcel Darius, great target so the, to get it against. Yeah, it's a great target, but so were the Giants, man. So, True. so who knows what's going on with Hunt? You know, I'd still I'm excited for him this week as you know another big bounce back. But I feel like I've been saying that every week. We've right. been saying it way too much. I'd like to see it myself, but like we've been saying it so much that I'm not expecting to see it. Right. right. Even though I'd like to. <laughs> Seahawks 49ers, um, again, we're recording this before the Monday night game of Week 11 even starts, so going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, the Seahawks, their offense was kind of sluggish in this game, they, <laughs> but Russell Wilson was able to pull some magic out of his hat. He finds Doug Baldwin for the late touchdown to so seal ballsy. it. Um, and now they get the 49ers who are coming off their bye. The 49ers gave them a pretty good run in Seattle, but I think I, I just think it's going to be too much. I think the Seahawks are too in it now. 
to, to have another setback like they did against San Francisco yeah. and lose. That's just the nature of a divisional game, yeah. you know? And that's why I kind of like Jimmy Graham in this one because as long as they keep within a certain amount of points, the Seahawks will continue to throw. Right, yeah. And granted, they could probably... A running back could be born in this game for the could Seattle be. Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, it this could is be the an team, anointing. This is the team to see it against. Um, we'll monitor who they're really feeling that week yeah because it's uh that's a turntable in my league me. where i just lost chris thompson do you think it's worth it for me to get rawls and start him it might be Ooh, maybe yeah it might maybe. I, it's worth it's it's worth something that i've been doing in leagues now where if the, someone has a good matchup and they might go off but i not go off but they might play well and no one's gonna pick them up and i've got a spot to burn i've just been preemptively rostering them as yeah. like a ahead of time waiver claim because if they do well, then it's worth that, and I go up the waiver order, or I save Fab, and now I don't have to worry about that. I already got the player. Right. Um, switching over to the 49ers side real quick. Hyde is going to get that volume regardless of what quarterback is in. Can we see Jimmy G in his first Ooh, start? They haven't the made an announcement, so no this will be interesting. Yet, so. Check us out, Ruts FF, to know for sure. I, I, yeah. A lot of cliffhangers on this episode. Yeah, a lot Tune of in suspense. next week to find out on the <laughs> more, recap episode. <laughs> more subplots than a soap opera for this episode of Ruts. Um, yeah, that's I, I hadn't even thought about that yet with the Jimmy G situation, Scott. they got to give call. him a shot at some point, and you got to think coming off the bye, this, this could be the way to start. Yeah. Um, Raiders-Broncos. This game is a battle of who can make their season that's already basically over a little bit more respectable. Um, you know, the, the Broncos quarterback woes have been duly noted. The Raiders' tough schedule and just their inability to figure out that magic that the offense had last year. Um, you know, this is a tough one for both teams, and I think this could end up being pretty low scoring. Yeah, it's possible it could be low scoring. It's weird because the Broncos are so bad on offense, and but the Raiders are so bad on defense. So it's hard to differentiate. Like, is Osweiler going to do okay enough for DT? Probably yes. Sanders, who knows? Like but it's a good matchup for Sanders. I like Sanders. You see the way Brandon Cooks just destroyed them. Yeah. Um, and a team that's a little more lifeless gets destroyed by those guys who are full of life, like Sanders. No matter what this the situation is, that guy's uh, an upbeat guy. And I like him in this matchup. I'm, I'm tempted to start him. Yeah. Um, I like the running backs. I just don't know which one it will be, especially with, like we mentioned with the new offensive coordinator. I'm interested to find out because I think one of them will have a really big game. Yeah. But it's hard to say which one it will be. At Ruts FF to uh, keep track of that. Yeah. On, so on the Raiders side, uh, another, you know, Broncos are soft target. So Jared Cook could bounce back this week uh, after a pretty terrible showing against the Patriots from, from yeah. what I can recollect. But, uh, it wasn't good. The receivers are, have always struggled. Uh, Cooper and Crabtree have always struggled against the uh, the Broncos. It'll be interesting to see because the Broncos have really been on a downward trend if they step up and cover these receivers we'll like see they if normally it, do. Akeem Tlaib is snatching some chains. Right, exactly. Yes, him and Crabtree have that, that very nice, <laughs> that very interesting rivalry. Crabtree's got the history with a lot of corners because he's so good. Yeah, he's got he's got that way about he's him. He's physical. That's yeah. how it's that's how it's born. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to Saints Rams. This could be re- this could be a fun one. Um, you know the uh, the Rams Vikings showdown didn't end up being as high scoring as I pictured, so that kind of leads me to believe that this Saints Rams showdown might be a little bit lower scoring than people might want, especially fantasy players. Brings up though a very interesting topic: the Rams schedule has been brutal. They played Minnesota last week. They get um, 
They get New Orleans this week. In week 14, they get the Eagles. Yeah, and they still have to play the Seahawks again. And they still have to play. They might end up. Uh, no, the Eagles play the Seahawks week 13. So the Rams get them at least week, week 15. 15. Yeah, they do. So, right. wow. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. And it's like you said, it's going to be tough for this game to be high scoring because the Rams really don't do a good job of stopping the run. And, you know, look at Mark Ingram and Kamara. These these two are, are monsters right now. So they're going to keep feeding the beasts. And until someone stops that, you know, it's going to be a lot of the same for the Saints. I think that Kirk was able to, to sling up a lot of points that, you know, I guess it's possible Goff can get them. But I'm not as excited for for them as uh, as maybe I was for Washington. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not as confident in the prospect of Goff being as effective as Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. So I think the Saints will be allowed and able to do exactly what they want to do in this game, which bodes well for them and kind of poorly for the Rams. I will say this, though. Washington kind of played against the Saints with the ghost of Sean McVay's offense, and now the Rams play the Saints with Sean McVay's offense. Okay. So maybe there's a shot. I'm more on your guys' side. I don't think the Rams are going to have an easy time putting points on the board, similar to what happened with them in Minnesota. But, you know, maybe a little bit better than last week. And that could keep them in the game against the Saints. And could keep your fantasy teams in the game if you're, if you're starting Rams. Yeah, uh, Gurley not the worst option, of never, course. Never, yeah. And, never. and Robert Woods is, is getting that volume and is really turning it into some great production. So keep rolling him out, too. Yes. Let's move to Jags-Cardinals. Another very winnable game for the Jags to move to to possibly move to eight and three. Jags are about to go on a win streak. Their uh, schedule is, is pretty soft moving forward. Yeah, I was looking at it. As a fantasy defense, I mean, that is a – Obviously, it's already the one to own, but going forward, it's also the one to own. What a matchup. And what a matchup this week against Gabbert, you know, who's a former guy, like you said, revenge game. I think that the, the Jags are going to get revenge on him for, yeah, for, for confusing them, them into thinking that he was good. An avenge game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. And, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette's going to do what Leonard Fournette does. Uh, you know, my guy, D.D. Westbrook, kind of got hosed on a deep ball. I don't know if you guys saw. He had, like, a really nice toe-tap catch set. Called an incompletion, reviewed it, stayed as an incompletion, but it was pretty much an incompletion or a completion. I'm sorry. And that second corner or that second receiver normally does pretty well against uh, going back to the well. Arizona. Um, I may go back to the well. He's a tempting guy. I love him, you know. But does, but we'll see. Does, does Didi go back to the well and tell everybody that he's going to drop 200 yards again? Yeah, I think he was like, "No, nah, I meant that for the whole season, guys. Not the one game. Yeah, we have to go sure. crazy. Sure, Didi. <laughs> all right. Um, I think we all predicted Jags winning this one. Yeah. Yeah, so that means the Cardinals won. Do we all predict a Steelers win against the Packers on Sunday, on Saturday, on Sunday night? Yes, Absolutely. and that's another defense you can feel confident starting going into this week. I mean, yeah. the Packers put up zero points last week. Yeah, against um, the Ravens, who it's not like they play keep away on offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me Devontae Adams? Sure. As a serviceable wide receiver, uh, too, this week? Can you? <laughs> you yeah. Can have him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in um, PPR formats, he's getting enough looks. And I think it's standard. He's getting enough yards and has big play potential. So I think really in all formats, it can work out for him. But I know that event, one of these games, he's not just going to go over 100 yards every week. Right. You know? Right. So it, it is a bit of a risk, but. Yeah, he won't uh, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, and that's when Jordy's vibe. Yeah, he's just a little riskier yeah. than some other um, high-talent, high-name yeah. right. profile I'd guys. rather the Big Ben heater, too, if I had him or oh, if I sure. could pick him up. I yeah, think. Steelers at home, so uh, I'd be comfortable starting Big Ben this week as well. He should get a lot of reps. I actually will nuts. be, for the yeah. record. Nice. So he could have been back on the plum pick radar. We could just have. We just didn't put him there. <laughs> yep. Uh, Texans, Ravens, Monday night. 
Woohoo. Yeehaw. Can they cut the quarter length down in this game, or do we have to watch the whole thing? They already cut overtime down by five minutes. There you go. They let's could do let's it. trim like two or three minutes off every quarter. But then that's less opportunity for Danny Woodhead. That's true. Damn. Extend yeah. the game. Danny Woodhead's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll be happy to see him back. I mean, he, the game script of the last game didn't really let you showcase Danny Woodhead. But six targets is still six targets. Six, six, targets. six targets, you know. Um, we'll tell you to pick up Traverius Cadet if he gets six catches. Danny Woodhead, you yep. can do that any week, out, <laughs> any, any, week any team, mm-hmm. any jersey, any night, any weather. If you're really, really desperate for a quarterback, uh, the Texans have been getting burned through the air. You can pray that Flacco drops one in the bucket like he did to Mike Wallace last week. That was a beautiful pass. Maybe he can do that and get a little dump down to Woodhead to get himself a couple touchdowns. But that's real him. desperate quarterback. Oh, that's that's yeah. full-on desperation mode. <laughs> Waka Flacco, flame out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the slate for uh, for Week 12. This is uh, two weeks. Can you believe it? I you know, two can't weeks believe I got playoffs. that win on Monday night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That that jump ball. And like, who's got it? And it's, and it's Doug Baldwin. I'm really going out on a limb here with this yeah, Seahawks game. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoy Week 12. Like we said, we're posting this Wednesday morning, so we know that this is pretty early. So if you have any um, injury updates that you need to ask us about, hit us up at RutzFF. Uh, we'll be able to give you some sit starts, some advice on injury guys, some some news and notes. To update you, um, Tom's at Hillier FF, Scott's at Wags FF, I'm at Why So Serious. Once again, the show is at Ruts FF. We hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food, enjoy the football, um, enjoy the family as well. The three major F's of Thanksgiving. All right? Um, so we'll see you on. Ruts t- FFF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, we will see you on the other side on Tuesday for our Week 12 recap. But until then, keep scoring. Hey!